Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and friends, and welcome to Slam Eric's Poetry. Today, believe it or not, I'm going to read y'all some poetry. We've got uh, some Let's Edit Reddit lined up, um, and I'm actually going to bring in some opinions from other people, which I know is shocking when you have an ego as indomitable as mine. Indomitable? Indomitable. Yeah! So, as usual, my favorite way to get us started off is with a haiku or two. One. I don't understand. Fluorescent light bulbs buzzing. Wasn't there more of me? Two. Fuck you and your bike. Who can't walk their own dog? Your ride bruised my crotch. Three. I wish you had stayed a beautiful memory. You made me so cruel. Four. Am I drooling or is salt staining the cloth? Blow me weakness. Five. To be here with you, it took a pterodactyl and two bus tickets. Six. I'm happy for you. Found a new girlfriend online. At least she's short too. Seven. Your tongue tastes of blood. That's what I remember most. The price to escape. Eight. Why did I hit you? The instant is forgotten. Punished for blood owed. Nine. Laughter under beds. It's hard to feel safe near you. Is that what you want? Ten. The truth did nothing. You are still one of my ghosts. To you, I'm nothing. Eleven. I made you my world. Your games still haunt me today. Mine wrecked like my car. Twelve. Why were you so mean when we could have just ended? You made me hate you. Thirteen. Stolen, discarded, ignored, we came to an end. You didn't deserve. Fourteen. Your mind like kudzu. Expands larger than the tree that hopes to contain you. Fifteen. You're so full of shit. Just because you learned something doesn't mean you stop. And that was a haiku, or fifteen. I'm keeping it really solid around fifteen. I'm so proud of myself. Consistency! Alright, let's edit Reddit. I am going to try a different way of doing this segment today. I'm actually going to bring in my two partners in crime who are working with me on this podcast, um, Nico Carleo and Desi Evans. Nico is our sound editor and director and moral support, and Desi is our musician and sarcasm and uh, locations manager. And without them, I wouldn't get anything done because I can barely use a computer. All right, so we're going to go with our first Reddit post and our first contributing guest, Nico. The tagline of this Reddit post is, how do, oh wait, say hi. You can, you may. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he's, he's here. He's like, actually. <laughs> I'm here, yeah. I'm introduce you and just, you're going to stand there silently. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you he's here. This is my imaginary friend, Nico Carleo. Um, okay. So the tagline of this is, how do I, 25-year-old female, make my boyfriend, 25-year-old male, stop proposing to me? <laughs> Proposals. <laughs> um. All right, scanning through for details. They've been together for three years. Um, they agree that they're not ready to settle down. And she means it. They don't even have a dog. 
So apparently this guy has a habit where whenever they're casually hanging out, he'll just toss in a marry me. Like, she'll stay at his place and he'll get up out of bed to go to the bathroom and on his way to the bathroom, he'll say marry me. And then it gets kind of more uncomfortable because he says it in public when people can like hear him and then she sounds like a jerk when she's like, haha, no. Even though she's asked him to stop, he continues doing this. How does she get him to stop? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? This is kind of weird, right? Like, that's... This is awkward. Okay, first of all, it would infuriate me. Because commitment is terrifying. Public commitment is worse. If you ever publicly propose to me, I'll fight you in the street. I don't know who I'm talking to. The Void, I guess. If the dear Void ever tries to propose to me. Have you ever done or, like, known someone who did this? Like, a recurring joke that, like... Well, I mean, I have a joke with my partner that's like, oh, this is why I married you. But it's, you know, usually as in hush tones or at home. This seems like a lot of a kind of a power play almost. Yeah. Yeah, like it's like, I mean, first of all, I constantly call Desi an adorable house husband and he is not married to his partner, Alexa, but he's an adorable house husband. He brought us coffee on a plate this morning. It was like room service. Yeah, I think, it, I think you're right on the scans of a power play because when you ask someone not to do something and they're your partner and they consistently do it, it's hard to read that as anything but disrespect. And I've had partners before in the past when we had this sort of disagreement and I personally think this was a mistake on my part when they would say things like, oh, well, I'm working on it. I can't break a habit that fast. Oh, I'm thinking about it. I'd be like, oh, like they're right. They have to learn. They're not a dog. They don't need, like, treats to learn a skill. If, if something hurts your feelings... It honestly feels kind of like an, like he lost a little bit on an ego trip. Like, he thought it was really cute and really funny, and now that it's not really cute or funny anymore, it's like, oh, now I'm still going to do it. And I mean, like, we have to give some benefit of the doubt. Like, this is a solid relationship. They've been together for a long time. Hmm. I mean, do you think... Do you think he's, like, just very socially awkward and testing the waters? That's an interesting angle. I mean, if it's daily, though, if it's daily, that's exhausting. Yeah, I think that's the main point. It's that it's continuing to happen, Hmm. and it's not just a a fun little joke. It's like, no, I've talked about how I didn't like this, and you're still doing this. Yeah, I mean, again, basically, when your partner's like, stop doing this, and you continually do it, that, that shows some disrespect. And, like, I'm not saying you have to become a perfect person overnight, Okay, maybe this is a a verbal tick for him, like a habit at this point. It's not hard to, once you say it, realize and go, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. And then eventually you get tired of apologizing for saying it, or just acknowledge that it's something that you're working on, even. You know, like, I mean, you don't have to be completely unreasonable. Sometimes people make bad jokes forever. That's why dads exist. That's the one reason why dads (laughs) exist. Make a conscious effort to fix your habits. And are, are we in concurrence? Do you have do you have any pearls of wisdom for our, our awkward no, couple here? No, I this is this is a lovely awkward couple. I think this is a very good problem to have. Yeah, like, it's pretty. It's yeah, it's kind of pure. It's a little annoying, pure, but it's it's like it's like a little puppy. And also, like some people just naturally repeat these things once they get it kind of stuck in their head. So let's give this guy the benefit of the, the doubt too. At least he's not calling her like fart face or something. Tiny wrapped up with a bow. Great. So we're going to jump into our next Reddit portion and our next, you're not an interviewee, contributor? Yeah. It's Desi. It's Desi. <laughs> hey, look, here he is. It is Desi. Desi Evans is uh, the creative mind behind all of our music. All right, so I, 20-year-old female, lied about not eating most of the cookies to my significant other, 20-year-old male. 
I love candy. Yeah. I love candy. The sweets. Anything with sugar. Like, I have this thing, like, I'll enter a house and I just see it. If there's a bag of Skittles, I know where it is. If there's a cupcake on your counter, it's... Well, I can't say it's mine, but I wish that it was. Back to the Reddit post, sorry. This poster has asked her partner to track her exercise and eating as a way to like help her out with her diet. Um, and what she did was last night she had some cravings and she got out of work and she bought a knockoff box of Thin Mints and she ate two thirds of them by that night and today. And she's hidden them until tonight and when he saw them, she told him that they were left over from her mom. And this is so cute. She's like, it's not that big of a lie, but I feel bad. And I'd like to, like, I just go to, this is pure, so I'm going to start with this. There's an edit at the end that um, he saw this post on Reddit and, like, doesn't care and thought it was hilarious. So I'm like, good, we're skipping past all the body shaming stuff. I will say, in my experience, maybe ask a friend to help you track your diet and exercise not because like you can't trust your boyfriend and partner and i think that like actually working out with your partners is really cool whenever mm -hmm. i asked someone to track my food and they were that close to me it always ended up becoming like a you're watching me you think i'm fat i don't think you should ask your boyfriend to track your food just because i think that's just not the best role i think that's crossing some wires and and i don't know it, it just seems like that's not a good idea because, as we're seeing here, you're adding in elements of guilt, you feel like you have to lie to them, and this is something little, but like, I think it's best to avoid any instances where you feel the need to lie to someone that you're with. Knock off Thin Mints, really? Knock off Thin Mints? Yeah, like knock off Thin Mints. That... I already missed that part. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's the most disturbing thing about this whole thing. I mean, I guess she couldn't find a Girl Scout in her hour of need, which, relatable. Um, Thin Mints. I don't like Thin Mints frozen and crumbled over ice cream. Don't you say a hard word against Thin Mints. That wasn't a hard word. I just have a specific way just, of liking them. just warning you. I'm just saying it's a very time intensive way. Like I have to freeze them, which takes some time. So like if I have cravings, I'm going to go for like a Samoa mm -hmm. or um, uh, the, uh, the do si -Dos. Mm. Actually, ultimate sweet tooth food is like those caramel Ghirardelli squares. Mm, oh. Those are really good. If you put some extra salt on that. Also salt on ice cream. I'm getting really, really distracted. Um, how would you hide food that you'd stolen, Desi? Because I know you steal food because I steal food. Um, I'm not saying I've done it before, and I'm not saying you should do it, but <laughs> if you'd like, I can give you some best practice on how to do it. Oh, yes. Um, hypothetically speaking, hypothetically it's just a thought speaking, experiment. of course, of course. Um, just like on the train, thought about this, you know? So, what you're going to want to do is arrange the cookies in such a way that from the outside, they look like there's more than there are. You do oh. this by, uh, you achieve this by like putting little spaces. Or between oh, the cookies, very evenly spaced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Wow, they didn't give us a lot of cookies," as opposed to, "Wow, you <laughs> ate a lot of cookies." So that's a, that's a little tip. Um, I'm a really big fan of like when something is like a third empty. I'll wait till a weekend and then I'll eat it and then I'll throw it away. And if they're like, "Where is this?" I'm like, "Oh, you must have gotten drunk and ate it," or I just hope they never mention it. So all in all, that was a really cute post. I think. Um, it's really cool that you trust your boyfriend so much and like have that kind of relationship where that doesn't seem to be like a minefield. Mm -hmm. But maybe since you felt so guilty about lying to him, you should maybe think about switching this responsibility to a friend instead. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, I'm gonna bring in Nico and Desi for this one because it's kind of a big honkin' doozy anyway. A tagline of this one. My boyfriend gets upset at me for sleeping in and napping in my inconsistent gym schedule. They're both students with inconsistent schedules. Um, when they met, he was already very into his gym schedule, and she was more of a casual intramural sports player who didn't really go to the gym much. 
It seems like this is a fight they're having a lot, but the instance that sparked the post was uh, her boyfriend got up around 7.30, she woke up at 8, laid in bed till 9.30, and came out to greet him then, and he was all pouty and obnoxious, and he was like, oh, I'm so frustrated that you slept in, and like, I woke up early. And all this crap, and he's like guilting her. He's like, you went to bed at 11.30 and you woke up at 9.30, which I don't, okay, I mean, it's kind of long, but I love to sleep. That sounds amazing. Okay, so basically he's mad at her for sleeping in, um, and then this post derails into a lot of other problems with the relationship. Here's where my eyebrow popped. I'm just going to quote here. <clears throat> He'll ask me or make comments about how many times I've been to the gym this week or that he noticed I haven't been going. He sighs or is annoyed and frustrated. He'll make comments like, I don't see your biceps in this pic. Or point to my stomach and say, what is this? That's ah, what the, Wow. The Kill Bill sirens are going wow. off in my head right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I am Uma Thurman, and I am going to kill you. If you do anything like this in any way to anybody, slap yourself. I'm, I'm shaking with rage, guys. You guys chip in while I take a deep breath. I was going to say that it felt like he didn't know how to say, I want to spend more time with you, but this dude needs to go fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really all I can say about it. It's like, this dude needs to go fuck off. I was reading up a little bit there too, and it said like, he plays video games all the time, doesn't eat, uh, like doesn't make food, is low in his grades, and she like is ace in her grades, makes time for her friends, works on the weekends. So yeah. I think what we're experiencing is internalized anger towards thine self. Interesting. Yeah, reflected onto. Not that that's like a good enough reason, but that's an no, interesting. Take. No, absolutely not. Yeah. It doesn't justify. It, but if you like worked out all the time and you were a shitty person, and then someone who slept all the time, which you view as this bad thing, was excelling in you and everything, it seems. I mean, I'm thinking back at school, and you know the, the old joke like you can have three things: good mm -hmm. grades, social life, or enough sleep. <laughs> I very often picked sleep and oh, one yeah. other thing. Yeah, I slept a lot. Sleep is quite important to you me. You need it, and to get, I mean, like you're using your brain all day. You need to sleep. He should be sleeping. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he should take a nap. He needs to, he needs to take a nap. And also, wouldn't hurt. No, I mean, maybe you should dump him. Yeah. I mean, I, you didn't ask, but that's not an appropriate way to talk to anybody. Mm friend, stranger, acquaintance, nevertheless romantic partner, and you deserve better. I just think it's completely unacceptable. I'm so mad. That's like most of what I can say. I, I really hate this guy. <laughs> I don't want to date your boyfriend. Yeah, I can't believe, I can't believe you do. That's all, folks. Mean thoughts. We're going to wrap now. <laughs> all right, guys, it is time for Angst and Sex. I just really like that title. I know it's not clever. I just think it's hilarious. My first piece is called Renovations. I've built you a room, but don't worry. There isn't a lock on the door. You've asked to come in, there's no hurry, but you're curious what is in store. There's no lock, there's no key, there's you and there's me. If you like it, there could be a bed. But the room is filled up with things left unsaid. Besides that, I think I should go. I'm not the girl you decided you know. You filled your room with love. I wanted to want it. You claim the stars above. I can't even confront it. You are welcome to stay while I run away, and I add you to reasons to hate me. But once I have run, I'll never be done. You should be in love with forgetting. All right, this piece, it's called Next. I clocked your dusty ass the moment I saw you. Buzz cut, a wannabe, or a mangled shell of nationalism. You're nothing new. A good married man. 
never a threat. Blocking me in with your words and your posture, your innocence, just interest. Catalog me just to sneer and dismiss, telling yourself that I'm ignorant. Forcing me into dancing your dance of masculine men and civility. So I waste my time with your energy. Pretend I don't see what you take from me. I sure hope you feel bigger from your meal of my time. But remember, the accomplishment is mine. For I listened to you bluster and grumble and whine instead of getting the job done and ripping out your tongue. Those, I think, were the only ones with titles, so here's the next piece. I can't tell you of what I don't understand. Don't make me tell the stories where I play villain. I'm sorry. I don't know how to speak past the mud in my throat, and I'm not good enough for a graceful approach. I lack strength to fight off my fear. Admittedly, it's never not here. But this fear is cold and it's tempered. Like the steel that forms at my center, where I keep telling my heart to be. Ooh, this one is fun. I would wish you from existence. I would wipe the slate pure white. I would take your pride and your ease. I would take your whole life to kill you. But your blood today would be ink, writing the epic of your youthful life. Bad people don't deserve to die young. Don't you remember me? I refuse to watch you immortalized. You will end yourself slowly, and it has nothing to do with me. From the children you long for, that you've proved you can't handle, to the stupid, nodding wife you sought in me, to the morally broadcasting, self-serving job. I wish it all for you. To disappear into every rule you've worshipped, every hill you let others die on, I wish you contentment. And in that moment of pure achievement, you'll taste ash. For you will finally know that miserable seed inside of you wasn't my fault, or his, or hers, or his, or hers. It wasn't of the hands raised against you or the ones who told you no, it's you. Your misery, your cowardice, your heart is weak. But I wouldn't wish it to fail you then. That curse is still too kind. You'll have years left to live with yourself. So this poem is called Method of Murder for the Most Wronged. It never seemed fair with you. I feel like I followed the rules, but the way that you play left me gasping. I can't give the things that you're asking. You push me right into reacting, and I find I'm the elegant fool. I wish I could meet you anew, wearing new bones and snoo. I know what you'd say in the games that you'd play. You taught me a trick or two. All right, so that concludes this week's portion of Angst and Sex. I hope you all feel angsty and sexy. It's time for some invasive questions. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. Somebody asked me, anonymously, of course. Oh, uh, I should probably give background on basic questions. The Curious Cat submissions come through our Twitter, which is at SlamYourX. Remember that um, your is spelled U-R because we are hip and cool and not Y-O-U-R. And then X is just E-X. I don't know if there are variations on that. Curious Cat allows you to submit poetry and invasive questions completely anonymously, which, if you don't feel like emailing me at SlamYourX at gmail.com, is a good alternative. So this anonymous invasive question is, do you have a solid response for when people call you psycho or crazy when you're just standing up for yourself? Honestly, no. I wish I was cool enough to, like, because that's the worst. I was talking about this with a friend of mine yesterday, actually, because we were talking about the, the different responses that we have with that 
type of guy, you know? Um, every girl listening to this podcast just went, oh, yeah, that type. But I, I mentioned, I was like, I feel like so many of those types of guys who feel the need to be, like, aggressive and pushy and demeaning towards me come at it from a competitive aspect. Maybe it's because I'm always a little bit grouchy and ready to fight and people can read that and they need to, they feel need to like take me down a peg. But usually when someone calls me angry or crazy, frankly, my uh, most likely reaction is just a very big red face and talking very quickly to get my point out. But I think that one of my favorite like go-to responses for when any man says anything demeaning or, you know, trap-like like that to you is to kind of ask them why they're saying that. You know, he calls you crazy. Why, why are you calling me that? Which has, yes, blown up in my face and it lets someone list my personality flaws at them. But it also kind of lets someone prove who they are. I'm not saying that you have to accept verbal abuse and, like, horrible things being said to you. But I am saying that sometimes what someone is saying to and about you just kind of proves them. And if you're talking to someone who's so logically restricted that they see passion as crazy and they're also probably misogynistic because they're i mean well if they call me a psycho crazy it's usually coming from a misogynistic place because it's like oh this passionate girl let's tear her down and peg god the world's exhausting i mean they just prove themselves it's not my job to change their mind and i'm probably not going to and i don't gain anything from changing their mind which i feel like is a very important caveat you always hear people who are like oh you should talk to someone so they can learn to understand this person is already, like, degrading me and being condescending towards me and has gotten me to a point where I'm already upset enough for him to throw these kind of insults at me. What do I really have to gain from taking the time out of my day to teach him? Nothing. He doesn't deserve that for me. He doesn't deserve any reaction from me. And that's way easier said than done. And like I said, I'm more likely to get mad. But, like, the reactions I've had that I'm proudest of in the situation are just kind of... Letting them talk themselves into a corner, you know? Ask them why they think that and just letting them run out of steam and just kind of going, wow, man, sounds like you've got some issues, you know? Um, that's my best response. It's not my constant response. I'm not perfect. And um, I know how infuriating and demeaning that is. But sometimes people are dicks and it's not your job to fix them. <clears throat> I don't got time. <laughs> He's not worth it. Don't waste your time on him. You're better than that. Alrighty. Ooh, I'm gonna have to think about this one. Um, have you ever let exes cross boundaries you wouldn't normally allow because you were in love? I mean, the short answer is always yes. I mean, everyone's done this. It's not always the worst thing in the world if we look at what boundaries are being crossed, you know? If my boundary is I don't eat this certain type of food and he's like, try this type of food, that's a good boundary to cross, you know? Sometimes you should have boundaries so you know when you're ready to cross them. But if we're talking about, like, physical and emotional boundaries, um, what's most glaring to me? Let's see. I mean, there are definitely people that I, you know, let lie to me when I knew something was up. And, um, you know, I, I look back and I'm like, I should have cut that off earlier. But honestly, and this is kind of a, a theme that I've been going back to recently, the things that I always have the biggest trouble forgiving myself for are not speaking up when I really believe something. And it's often to do with, like, expecting my boyfriend or girlfriend, expecting my partner to make a moral stand. I was, I, was, I was dating someone, and a lot of his friends were people that I witnessed doing crappy stuff. Like, they were, I mean, they were bullies. And I hate using the word bully sometimes. They, it sounds almost childish, but, like... That's really what they were. You know, they were demeaning and scheming and, and manipulative, and they weren't nice. 
and we'd have conversations about them. And I was like, you know, this person's doing some crappy stuff, sometimes to him. And he was like, oh, I know, they're my friend. Why? And I, I kept letting that build up. And then it got to the point where if one of his friends did something that I didn't agree with and I tried to voice that to him later, he wouldn't even take my side. You know, he couldn't let a friend be criticized, but he could always criticize me, you know? And then I realized that, like, he already chose who to put stock in. And we morally didn't agree on the kind of people to put stock in. You can't really get around that. So I feel like what I really regret, like the boundaries that I, I have trouble forgiving myself for crossing. But I knew that who I was dating was not living up to the standards I had for people. And I pretended that he was different than his friends. And that's usually not the case. You kind of are the company you keep. But it would have required me to be very harsh in a relationship, which was kind of scary. And usually when you're like, I'm breaking up with him because I don't like his friends or like because he approves of things, everyone's like, oh, you're overreacting. Are you overreacting or are you reacting in time? So, yeah. All right. It's time for Man vs. Self. These are the poems that I find to be a little bit more introspective. And the first one is definitely introspective because it is based off of an invasive question from last week. And the title of the poem is The Invasive Question. I'm not that creative. Um, so how does it feel being cheated on? Y'all ask me that a lot. Well, people who knew me and they're like, ooh, she has a hot button issue about like being cheated on. But like, dang, guys, I've dated a lot of morons who did a lot of dumb stuff, including frequently cheating on me. But like, holy crap, y'all really want me to talk about that. It happened and I'm done. Let's trash this house. That's about it. I didn't break anything. How did I feel being cheated on? Not great. Wasn't a good day. But listen, worse has happened. Okay, time for the actual poem. Settle for nice? Settle for kind? Settle for losing my pride and my time? Lower myself to your layer of grime? When I am expected, should be protected, limit my skills so you don't know you're bested. And the pride I invested, held in the hands of the one I've detested. I didn't mean to be a part of you. Never lower myself to you. I'd never see this in your view. How could you be so tasteless? Don't say my claims are baseless. I can't believe you'd break this. I'm not civil, bitch. I'm pissed. I mean, is this how you've always seen me? Does it look like I'm free? When you look, can you even see me? This doesn't match up to how we would be. I thought there was earth between you and me. There wasn't a future where I could have seen you running headfirst into cruelty. And the thing is, you can't even look at me. I'll make you eat what you've done. Had all your fun. Resorted to wounding when you could have just run, telling yourself that I'm just not the one, as if that defines if I matter. If I'm not wifey, can I shatter? I'm kicking you straight off the ladder. There's a girl you could handle, have had her. I'm not so sure you can grab her. Don't worry, I'm not here to drag her. Your name is insult enough. That ring on her finger is rough. I'm not made of stone, but I'm tough, and I dried out my tears over you, burned our life to build something new. I'm limitless. Your choices are few. You're stuck watching what I can do. And you'll see that without you, I'm better. <sighs> I think that sums up how it felt being cheated on. This piece is called Her Coat Still Fits. I want to be buried in this jacket. The most beautiful thing that I own. I slide my arms through and I shrug and that's it. It grips my shoulders and I'm alone. Would that my surety extended to you that I could fall into your abyss without fear. You're afraid I'll run from you and to someone new, you don't know that that someone is here. 
The girl who used to love me wears my coat. She was wild, she spoke with the moon. She would never lose, but she never would gloat. And she's left me and won't come back soon. I wish that I could use your cover, but I'm trapped in the skin of my ex-lover. This one's called Cleaned. My love holds hands with envy. I hate it. I wish I were clean. Submit the lives of my traits that I prize. If I'm balanced, then what's left of me? I thought broken was all I could be. But there's flowers grown up in the concrete. I can't smell them. I know that we can't meet. I'm pesticide. Be dead inside. Leave it alone to keep love alive. I don't mean to sit distant. But you must be persistent. Don't make me love you until you thrive. Alright, this is called I Wish for Duct Tape. I always wait for you to leave before I cry. It's a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. I wonder if hiding it from you is selfish. Maybe I'm afraid. That's silly, of course I'm afraid. But specifically, if I had to cry and it were with someone, without the bitten knuckles to hold secrets like a wild animal, weakness, if I gave tears in arms not my own, I fear I could not stop. It is not new, the tar within me that escapes. It is not catharsis. I cannot give that to you. I can't have it myself. There's no curse so cruel as a puzzle without solution. And I am tired of being cruel. But I'll think I'll hate you if you were salt-stained. Thank you guys again for sending in uh, suggestions. Again, you can find our Curious Cat on our Twitter, or you could always email it straight to our Gmail account. And we really appreciate everything you send in, because every tiny tidbit of creativity that you guys pour into this show is a little bit less that I have to. Alrighty, so we are drawing to the end of our time together, friends. As usual, I'm gonna try and whip some poetry out off the cuff to show you guys that it doesn't have to be good and it doesn't have to be pristine. I'm reading you my garbage, so you can send me yours. I did my usual trust in Google routine, and I found some poetry prompts for lovers, and I didn't like those poetry prompts for lovers. So I moved on to different prompts. So this prompt I thought was really interesting, and I, I'm gonna go ahead and like challenge you guys to try and do this, because it's really cool. If you have a poem that you've written recently, take the last line and use it as the first line of an entirely new poem. But I have a couple haikus I did for this week, and I can take the last line that I already read and change it up. Well, this is a fun one to start with. Okay, the price to escape is the line I'm starting with. Five syllables. I want to take it in a much more joyous way. I've been dog sitting. It's gonna be about that. Price to escape. You're not as cute as. The price to escape. You're not as cute as you think. Eat your treat. Eat your treat and hush. <laughs> the price to escape. You're not as cute as you think. Eat your treat and hush. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I actually haven't read um, this haiku in a podcast yet, but it'll be in next week's. So see if maybe you'll recognize it. I don't know. The ending line of this I'm going to take as my first is, I'll write something else. <laughs> I'll write something else. Something less. Mm-hmm. No, something a bit less, something a, something a bit less sticky. I'm trapped in, I'm trapped in your web. All right, something else, something a bit less sticky. I'm trapped in your web. Ha! There, poetry. But that wraps up 
our poetry session for today. And um, thank you for sending in all of your submissions and questions and poetry and kind of whatever else you really want. Like, I'm, I'm open for attention here. Catch you next time. Tell the void you love it. Bye, guys. Thank you.